0: Hey, y'all. Pastor Amel here with another episode of Sweet Jesus. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Ice cream is sweet, but Jesus is far sweeter. Music is pretty sweet also. I love music, but music about Jesus, music that uh, strengthens our faith in him, is far, far, far sweeter. And I am excited to be back here in the uh, podcast studio for the first time in the the new year for a, a new season. Uh, this is just to try and kind of help me keep track of things. Uh, hopefully this is going to be easier. But uh, July 24th, 2021 marked one year from the first time I was in here. And so this is uh, year two. I was away on vacation for a couple of weeks. And I'm excited to be back here and start out with a Tuesday tunes about a song that I just love. I had a chance to hear it a bunch while we were driving, did a lot of driving, uh, 3,600 miles actually round trip here to the uh, northeast New England area. And uh, this is just a song that must be the most underrated, uh, underplayed song ever. It is just so amazing. It is so powerful in the message it's communicating. And also the way that it really digs into what I think – is a great story out of the bible Uh, it's this story of jesus walking on the water and peter also actually walking on the water so jesus isn't the only person that's ever walked on water believe it or not Uh, peter also walks on water in this story and that's kind of what this whole thing is about it's about doing the impossible and feeling like god is calling us to do the impossible. Jesus is calling out to us on the water asking us to do something that just doesn't seem realistic. And kind of what goes into that the the thoughts, the emotions and the the failures and successes. And it has been a tremendously helpful song to me personally. I mean honestly, I really I actually get depending on the mood I'm in, depending what's going on in my life or in my head, I can get really teary eyed. Thinking about this song, hearing it, and just remembering some of the times that I've listened to it. I've gone to this song in the midst of some of the most challenging moments in my life, uh, heading into situations where I knew I would be asked to do the impossible, try to be as good as possible, be as behaved as possible, try and hold it together as much as possible while being under attack while knowing that there are uh, storms around me. Uh, sometimes those storms were people actually kind of after me, in a sense, trying to destroy me and, and destroy my career and and just make a whole big mess of my life. And so this song came into my life at that time, and so I often go back to that. And so it doesn't just connect me to the biblical story of— Jesus and Peter walking on the water, but it connects me now back to those moments where God called me to do things that I didn't think I could do, and he was faithful, and he led me through those storms. And even though the wind and the waves seemed to be too much, he called me out on the water, and uh, here I am. (laughs) So I'm just excited to share it with you. Make sure you you go to youtube you can get the video and the lyrics are on the video there or find it anywhere else spotify something like that but it is a fantastic song just musically too it, it the way it it starts out the way it builds it's just got so many different things need to breathe is my all-time favorite band they can do just about anything musically and lyrically they speak in ways that really touch you know those parts of life. They 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 give words to those things in life that maybe we haven't expressed, and that's you know that's why they're one of my favorites. And I want to share as many Need to Breathe songs as possible because I'm thinking about Need to Breathe. I'm getting ready for a concert, assuming the world doesn't shut it down. Uh, but uh, I'm hopeful that I will get to see them at the uh, end of October. So. Anyway, here's the story. The the Bible passage is from Matthew 14. I'm going to read that to you first, and then we'll go into the song and the lyrics and all that kind of stuff, and you'll see how closely they actually come to to really getting, I think, the essence of the story here. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds— And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. Of God. The word of the Lord. All right, so now you, you, you've heard the story. You, you've heard Jesus kind of walking on the water, and they're looking out, and they're in the middle of this storm, and they see something out in the distance, and they are terrified, thinking it's some kind of ominous being of some kind. They call out, uh, Peter calls out. And uh, says, hey, if it is you, as you say, then command me to come to you. And he commands him to come, and Peter goes out. But then, of course, the wind and the waves are too much for Peter, and he starts to sink. He calls out to his Lord, though, and the Lord reaches out his hand, takes hold of him, and brings him safely into the boat. Now, that whole story comes in to this song in a way that uh, I found really powerful. All right, so uh, we've got verse one and then kind of a pre-chorus or a bridge and then a chorus and then a shorter verse for verse two and a pre-chorus kind of bridge and a chorus and then a third verse and the chorus. And, And that first verse here starts out like this. The wind is strong. The water is deep. My heart is heavy and my mind won't sleep. Oh, can you heal? My fear, it breathes. I need to know if you're the shadow I can see. Gosh, I don't know what you're dealing with or what you have dealt with in your life, but there have got to have been times where the wind seemed too strong and the water too deep and your heart was heavy and your mind wouldn't sleep. <laughs> if you haven't had a moment like that, you're not human. And and here they're appealing to that and and putting that together with this story. Have you ever felt... This fear in you breathing, you know, it's got a life of its own and it's consuming you and, and you're just looking for God to heal the fear, right? Not, not so much the sense of healing we often think about, which is, yeah, I have a, I have a sore shoulder or a, or a broken organ or bone or, or part of my body that's just not functioning correctly. But what about the healing of the fear that breathes in us? And then I need to know if you're the shadow I can see. So looking out on the water, looking out into the distance, looking into the strong wind and the deep water and and wondering if that is indeed the Lord out there calling you into this scary time, this scary set of events or this this scary choice, a daring opportunity or some other kind of leap of faith. I want to run to you when the waves break through. I want to run to you and not turn back. I've often thought of this in a couple of different ways. This is that uh, bridge or the the pre-chorus part. I want to run to you when the waves break through. Is that even when the waves break through, or or as the storm is engulfing you, you want to run to Jesus? Or is it, I want to run to you, and then the waves break through? I want to run to you and not turn back. I kind of think it's the first one that there's this, as things get more and more complicated, as Peter was out there on the water, did he want to start running as soon as all of those uh, waves became more obviously uh, perilous for him? You know, when he saw that and he started to get afraid, did he want to start running? And is that kind of what led to him sinking? I I don't know. It's uh, an interesting thought there. But that's what I want to do. I want to run to Jesus, Uh, although sometimes I forget about that. But it's those moments when we need him most. But sometimes when we need him most and and we're so afraid and we do run, we sink like Peter. We're forgetting the, the reasons we have to trust him even as those waves are crashing around us. And then the chorus here. There's no turning back. Nothing in the past. My eyes are on you again. Can't see nothing at all, but your outstretched arms help me believe it. Though I falter, you got me walking on water. This is sort of the recovery, I guess. (laughs) My eyes are on you again, right? So I, I tried to run out to you. I took my eyes off of you. I wasn't paying attention, I didn't trust you, I started to sink, but now my eyes are on you again, and I can't see anything else at all but your outstretched arms, help me believe it. Though I falter, you got me walking on water, right? So so often the way this Bible passage is taught is you know, the imperative, hey, keep your eyes on Jesus. If you keep your eyes on Jesus, everything's going to be fine. But the fact of the matter is, is we don't keep our eyes on Jesus, do we? We, we take our eyes off of Jesus. We look at the wind and the waves. We, 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 we fail to exhibit faith and trust in him. We think we've got to run to get to him in order to be safe. And, and in that, we stumble and we fall and we do all kinds of dumb things and, and we wind up sinking into the abyss. And that's where this other piece—I'm I, I, just so thankful that they not only included this idea of, hey, keep your eyes on Jesus, but also the idea that Jesus has got his eyes on you. <laughs> Jesus is looking out at you. Jesus is there to reach out and save you when you sink. So there's this encouragement, of course, which I think is right, that keep your eyes on Jesus all the time. And and things are probably going to go better for you. You're probably going to experience more joy and peace and love and enjoy life and, and not be tossed about by the wind and the waves and not be caught up in fear and anxiety. But the fact is, again, that we don't always do that. And what happens when that occurs? Well, that's when Jesus reaches out. Jesus has his eyes on us and he picks us up and and gives us another chance and and, and allows us to to get back up and and to complete this right and and that in and of itself should give us strength and and courage and bravery to walk out onto the water, to do those things that seem impossible because it's not a matter of your ability or my ability to keep our eyes on Jesus. It's a matter of Jesus's ability to keep his eyes on us. It's a matter of Jesus's ability to reach down and pull us up out of the water before we sink, before we drown, before we die, before we're consumed by the challenges that face us. So... Uh, again, this I think this song captures it beautifully. Verse 2, a shorter verse. The ocean's singing the song of grace, but if I'm honest with myself, I am still afraid. Wow. The ocean is singing the song of grace, right? So like even in the midst of your challenges, even in the midst of the storm, the storm itself is actually singing the song of God's grace. It's it's singing about how wonderful God is, how much he cares for us and loves us, and uh, yet we're still afraid. If I'm honest with myself, I'm still afraid. Um, I think that's the way it goes. I, I, I think we— will for, maybe not forever, but certainly as long as we are in this life, in this broken world, until we see Jesus again, we are going to have this back and forth. We're going to have this, yes, I trust God, I love God, I got my eyes on Jesus, I'm looking at him, I'm staying focused, and and then we're going to collapse, <laughs> we're going to sink into the water. Um. And that's just, again, that's just life. But the song of grace continues to be played throughout creation, throughout the world, Reminding us throughout the church, uh, throughout the mediums like this, where uh, you know we have podcasting and, and other kinds of digital resources available to remind us of God's grace all around us, to encourage us in the midst of the storm. Those reminders, right? I, I don't know about you, but I need to be reminded of this kind of stuff like every single day. <laughs> every day, I need a reminder. To not be afraid. I need a reminder of the fact that God loves me, that God cares about me, that God sent his son Jesus to die for me, and that if Jesus came to die for me, and if Jesus rose again from the dead, conquering sin, death, and the devil, then there is nothing that I will face in this life that could possibly be stronger than Jesus. There's nothing in this life that I could face that will take away the the victory that I have in Jesus, right? Paul writes about this in Romans 8. He talks about how there is nothing in this life that can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And there's all kinds of other places that, that talk about this stuff as well, that God's got us. And even when things are terrible, God still loves us. Actually, you know, it brings to mind, I saw something today, there was a, a quote Tim Keller put up on Facebook, and it said something like, I will judge my circumstances based on God's love for me in Jesus, not God's love for me in Jesus based on my circumstances, right? So I'm not going to interpret God's love based on what I'm going through. I'm going to judge what I'm going through based on God's love, and, and then... You go well. God clearly loves me, and if God loves me, then why am I going through this? What's happening here? Well, there's got to be something else other than He's mad at me. <laughs> got to be something else other than uh, He doesn't love me. He has forgotten about me. You know, there might be something He's teaching. Might be something in a bigger picture He's dealing with. Maybe just that life is miserable and terrible, and it's an opportunity for you to to appreciate all the more the suffering of our Lord Jesus, but there's no reason for us to be afraid even in those circumstances because Jesus has got his eyes on us. He's not going to let us sink into the abyss. If he went through what he went through to pay for our sins and conquer death and the devil, then there's nothing that he won't see us through here. So we've got the pre-chorus bridge again and the chorus I want to run to you. When the waves break through, I'm going to run to you and not turn back. There's no turning back. Nothing in the past. My eyes are on you again. Can't see nothing at all but your outstretched arms. Help me believe it. Though I falter, you got me walking on water. And again, another encouragement just to picture the outstretched arms of Jesus on the other side of whatever garbage you're, whatever nonsense or pain or suffering or difficulty you're dealing with, Jesus is out there in the midst of it with his outstretched arms to receive you, to embrace you, to love you, to hold you up on the water, to see you through it onto the glorious future that he has in, shore, in store for us. The, the, the sure and certain future that he has in store. And then the final verse here. I was sinking like a stone again. I was halfway in the grave and then I looked up and saw your face again. You pulled me out of the water, water, water. (sighs) Sinking like a stone again. Man, I, I can't tell you how many times... I've found myself feeling like I'm sinking like a stone again. Feeling uh, like you're you got one foot in the grave, right? Halfway in the grave. And then you just look up and you see the face of your Savior who pulls you up out of it again and again and again. Certainly some of us have stories that are far more dramatic that are far more (laughs) powerful in the telling, you know, maybe the stories I'm thinking of, they don't, they they pale in comparison to the kinds of stories that I know others have dealt with, but I'm sure that all of us at some point have those moments where we feel like the world is collapsing around us. It's closing in on us. We're in a casket (laughs) and the lid's being shut and we're being buried by our circumstances. But here, the encouragement, just like Peter out on the water, you look up and there he is. He's still there. He is still faithful. He is still looking out for you. He was always out there in the midst of those things. That's the joy of the, the Lord that we have. There is no other religion. There is no other faith. There is no other God. There is no other Savior like this. This is a God who enters into this, who who doesn't just speak from on high and give us all kinds of information about like, well, here's how you do it. And if you just get it all right, well, then life won't suck so much. (laughs) It's you stupid idiots who aren't getting it right. No, no, no. This is a God who says, I am coming to be with you out on the water. I am coming to be with you in the middle of the storm. I am coming to be there so that The moment you finally look up, the moment you finally remember that it's about keeping your eyes on Jesus, I am right there. You will never miss me. I will never be far away. That's what I think this song is saying. That's what I think the story in the Bible is about. Uh, I think that's why it's there. I think that's why this happened. I think that's uh, why it's told again. Because no matter how many times we sink like a stone, no matter how many times we wind up with a foot in the grave, Jesus is there to pull us out of the water. Even when we are actually dead and buried, even if what we endure does in fact kill us, Jesus is going to pull us up out of the water. He's going to pull us up out of the ground. He's going to pull us up out of the grave on the last day. Jesus is coming, and he is going to raise the dead. He is going to give us so much more than we can even begin to imagine. We are going to see others brought back to life to embrace those who have died in the faith, and and we will enjoy an eternity where there are no more storms, there are no more graves, there's no more sinking like a stone again, but floating joyously, effortlessly, At peace on the water in the eternal kingdom of the Lamb, feasting alongside him forever. Then, of course, we've got the the chorus again. There was no turning back, nothing in the past. My eyes are in you again. Can't see nothing at all, but your outstretched arms help me believe it. Right? So there it is. Like, okay, I'm going to do it this time. (laughs) I really am. This is how it's happened. There's nothing in the past for me to worry about. I'm not turning back to go to the boat. The boat isn't trustworthy. You are trustworthy. Though I falter, you got me walking on water. Though I falter, though I do it imperfectly, Though I stumble, though I get bumps and bruises, and though I look like an idiot along the way, and I make a fool of myself, and all of the challenges and all of the mistakes and failures on our way to whatever it is that God is calling us to or through, though I falter, you got me walking on water. Brothers and sisters, I hope this is an encouragement to get out on the water, whatever it is. There are an awful lot of things that you may be dealing with right now. Personally, I I know there's an awful lot going on in the world. Sometimes every day seems like an effort to walk on water. Life in this broken world is tough, but you can do it. We can all do it. Keep your eyes on Jesus, and even when you forget, To keep your eyes on Jesus, even when you get distracted by the wind and the waves, remember that he has always got his eyes on you. God bless you. Good to be with you. Great to be back. And looking forward to some other new things that uh, I'll I'll be uh, looking at doing here in this new season, uh, second year of sweet Jesus. Again, make sure you like, share, subscribe, and comment, and do all kinds of cool things. Uh, Hoping to be doing this an awful lot, and, and I'm doing it because I want people to know about this Lord of mine, this Jesus, how sweet Jesus is. This is how sweet Jesus is. He is out there on the water calling us to do the impossible and reaching out with his outstretched arms when we falter. God bless you. Good to be with you. Catch up with you real soon. Later.